we are in uh, we are in message seven uh, of our relationship series. I'm so tired of being alone. Uh, and message seven is Mr. Right uh, ain't right yet. Uh, and, I, and I put that yet in there because uh, sometimes he just ain't right in there. Sometimes uh, he or she just ain't right yet, uh, that they still just need a little work. Uh, and so we're going to talk about being patient uh, with our mate today as, uh, again, I told you all that we don't need um, perfection uh, in a husband or wife. And so we should not be looking for perfection in a husband or wife uh, because you won't find it. And just as you won't find perfection in them, they're not going to find perfection in you. Um, So the ideal is that two imperfect people who serves a perfect God uh, would be able to live uh, in harmony and communion uh, with one another. Uh, With that preparation, uh, and that's what we we talked about in one of our previous lessons about being prepared to be in a relationship. But once we are prepared, then we have to be uh, persistent. Uh, in that relationship persistent uh, meaning we have to continue to work at it and I told you all that uh, being in a relationship takes work um, so we have to be persistent at working out it working at that relationship to make it work and then we have to have uh, a certain level of perseverance uh, in that relationship that we will persevere uh, because there are uh, a lot of things that uh, comes apart, uh, comes along uh, and will challenge your relationship when you are in one. Um, so after the preparation, we get prepared. We got to be persistent in working uh, on it each and every day. Uh, and then we got to be able to persevere uh, through some of the storms, uh, through some of the, uh, the issues and the problems that may come against us uh, once we are in a committed relationship once we are in a, a marriage uh, we say it doing uh, during the altar till death to us part richer and poor and things of that nature um, but we have to be able to live it after the honeymoon is over with uh, so after all the festivities and the reception and everybody going home and you didn't took your dress back to the store, um, then we have to begin to live what it is that uh, we have said. Angie's smiling because she knows she, she, Angie's like, yeah, I'm sure I'm taking my dress back as soon as I, as soon as I get it off. But uh, we have to be able to. Uh, we have to be able uh, to do that. Um, and to, but for us to be able to do that, we have to be on one accord. I mean, both of us have to be um, getting ourselves prepared. Both of us have to be uh, persistent and working on it. Both of us have to pre- be uh, pre- persevering with one another. It has to be a collect thing, something we do together. Uh, we know that one person doing it ain't going to work because they ain't going to be able to carry the weight or drag the other person along. It has to be both of us have, that have a mind uh, to, to work on our relationship and make it uh, better. Amos 3 and 3 says that how can two walk together unless they agree? Um, if we if we cannot uh, walk together, then surely we can't live together. So so it's impossible if I can't if I can't effectively date you, then I can't effectively be married to you. Um, so we have to be mindful about that. So if it ain't working while we're dating, then it's a good chance that it ain't going to work uh, while we're married. So uh, we want to make sure we um, we have all those things in proper perspective and we understand that um, because we don't want uh, to bring a lot of issues into uh, into a marriage um, because that's a long term commitment that we are looking uh, at making. The biggest thing that we got to make sure uh, is that um, we are not uh, unequally yoked when we talk about uh, being in a relationship. Second Corinthians 6, um, the 14th and the 15th verse, the Bible says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Uh, that is that is in its simplest form. I don't think that uh, 
I don't think we have to overanalyze that, um, that we should not be hooked up with uh, unbelievers because God knew that there was going to be trouble, there was going to be issues, there was going to be a struggle, there was going to be a fight. Um, and that's why, um, that's why you didn't see oxen and donkeys hooked together in the yoke because they were fighting against each other. They did not. Uh, and so to avoid that, God told us not to be uh, hooked up with unbelievers. Um, the, the first thing is that if, if you're a believer and you meet an unbeliever, the first thing you should be doing is trying to hook them up with Christ, not trying to hook them up with you. As an evangelical Christian, that, that, that should be the first thing when I meet an unbeliever is that make helping them to get hooked up with Christ because they can't do you no good until they get hooked up with him. So that's the first step anyway. Uh, so for me to be in a relationship with, with an unbeliever uh, and hadn't yet first introduced them with Christ, because if I introduce them with Christ and they reject him, then in essence they have rejected you. Because if Christ is in the inside of you, if they reject him, then in essence they have rejected you. So you got to make sure we understand that uh, and make sure that we do the simplest things. If we do the simplest things, I, can, I think that we can avoid a lot of the big problems uh, if we do the those simple things as it relates to relationship it says for we uh do not we for what we do righteous and wickedness have what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness whenever light shows up darkness has to leave um so what what do we have in common so you'll find yourself uh, with somebody you ain't got nothing to talk about because your life it evolves around what it is that christ is doing in your life and then they and their and their life doesn't uh, evolve anywhere around that so you'll find yourself uh wanting to go different places and want to do different things wanted to talk about different things because you are somewhere else than that person is so we want to make sure um, that we get that piece right that we uh, have things in common by having a common God uh, meaning that we know the same God and we love the same God and we listen to the same God and we read the same Bible uh, and we follow the same word so it's not what it is that you think or I think but we have uh, some instruction we have some direction in our relation in our lives uh, which is going to flow over uh, into our relationship what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever so we want to make sure uh, that we do not join our ourselves with unbelievers that's but we need to join ourselves with somebody that has a personal relationship with Christ a personal relationship with Christ not in church I said a personal relationship not in ministry I said a personal relationship not in the choir I said if somebody that has a personal uh, relationship uh, with him and that is the biggest thing um, so that we don't get that we want to make sure um, that Christ is in the inside of them and they, they are indeed uh, a new creature, that they are indeed a new creature. Because if you try, you and your new creature hook up with an old creature, then you're still going to have issues. So you got to make sure um, that they are changed, that they uh, are different. Um, 2 Corinthians um, the fifth chapter in the 17 verses therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature and the old things has gone the new have come and that's why a lot of people don't understand when they see you now years later uh, why you why you don't act the same way why you don't talk the same way why you don't want to do the same things because they 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 don't understand that you are a new creature uh, and so they're not used to that type of creature they're, they're used to seeing you in a different form in a different fashion but God has been doing uh, a great work uh, in your life so you want to make sure that that person also is a new creature that got that person is also allowing God to do some great things uh, in their lives that person must uh, have that personal relationship and love God for themselves you can't love God you you can't love God for nobody else uh, and that person should love God more than they love you 
I'm saying if somebody ever tell you that they love you more than they love God, uh, that should be flags everywhere um, because they should love God more than they love you. I'm telling you, you, you want to make sure we, ha we have that uh, in the proper perspective because uh, it's going to be the love of God that keeps me. Um, because when I love God, then I have a respect or a reverence or a fear of God, which keeps me from doing stuff I ain't got no business doing. Uh, it's, it's that spirit of God that, rest in, that will rest inside of somebody who has a personal relationship with God that's going to keep them, that's going to allow them to do what the things which God tells them to do and not the things in which um, they want to do on their own. Uh, it's going to keep the cause them not to, uh, if, if we follow God and do everything he's told us to do, not to do things that are, will hurt you or to put you down or to make you feel bad because, uh, again, the Spirit would not lead us to do uh, any of those things. So they have to be directed by the Spirit, uh, and the Spirit will direct them in the manner in which they should have be in communion with you, the manner in which they should have have a, a relationship with you so um, again they got to have the spirit uh, in the inside of them the Bible we, we talked we, we sung the song we, we said that uh, it's the Jesus uh, in you so so it's the Jesus that's in me and Jesus that's in you and so that's why you're so easy to love you see because what I love is him and once you got him in inside of you then I can love you too because even when you acting silly or you acting crazy I still love him and so and so so we even in our in our relationships if they get Christ in the inside of them that means you should you can love them even when you mad at them uh, and see that's the thing so and, and that's the biggest thing so even when my even when my wife does get mad at me she still love him and so him is still in the inside of me so she still ends up loving me but it has to be something bigger uh, than uh, than just you it has to be the love of Christ that they have inside of them and that's why it is so important uh, for your person that you're with to have Christ inside of them so that you would have something to love when you're not getting along because for any of y'all that's been in a relationship you know all the time you just ain't always getting along that things ain't just always good that things ain't just always gravy so uh, we gotta make sure that uh, uh, so we have that proper perspective in that that person has a relationship uh, in the same manner uh, in which we have a relationship uh, also, even with hooking up with believers. Now, we talked about being unequally yoked. Naturally, you can't put an adult oxen uh, in with a with a with a small oxen or a babe oxen. You can't do that because they would still will be unequally yoked. Uh, even as a believer, there are some believers that you can't hook up with. Uh, there are some believers that just ain't there yet. If you've been on your journey for 10 to 15 years and they just getting saved is it, you probably you are probably going to be unequally yoked because what happens is uh is somebody who is just coming into the kingdom um they may be uh they may have the blood on them uh, but they're not renewed uh, in other words they just got saved so they just got saved so they still uh talk like the world they still act like the world they still uh still sometimes in the world even though they got saved they just got a little blood on them but they hadn't they got the mind of christ they got his blood but not his mind so they still don't think the way they should think so even with believers you got to make sure that you're not unequally yoked with somebody that's not where you are spiritually even if they're a believer so we got to make sure we got to make sure that we're not uh, that you're not an adult in Christ in Christ and you're dealing with somebody that's a babe in Christ uh, because in the end uh, you will have uh, that same uh, issue uh, if you do that so make sure uh, that that person is where you are and that you all can again uh, be on the same one the same wavelength as it relates to your uh, relationship uh, now this thing is a process uh, and that's why I told you all when we talk about patience we talk about um, having that perseverance and that persistence because uh, our whole just like our our, our Christian 
life is a is a process um, that means that our relationship is a process also so just like it's a process for you to grow it means a process for your mate to grow and they have to understand that God is still working on you and you have to understand that God is still working on them so um, we have to, to when we when we saw the the knight in shining armor and our dreams and our visions um, but a lot of times what you did not see uh, is the little puny shield bearer before they became a knight uh, a lot of a lot of times men we see the queen but we didn't see her when she was a messed up princess uh, and so we got to make sure that we allow the process um, to, to take place uh, and that we grow together um, that we grow together that you're, you're growing God is still working on you that I'm growing I'm allowing God to continue to work on me uh, and that we grow together that we get rooted and grounded together uh, so we want to grow in love and not fall in love Anything you fall into, you can get back up out of. Um, but when we grow in love, um, we'll be able to grow some roots that, that, that when the first wind or the first, first storm or the first rain come in our relationship, it won't uh, separate us or cause us to be destroyed. So we want to make sure uh, that we uh, grow uh, in love. And with that, we have to deal with some things in the beginning. Uh, I know some of you all have kids, and I know that uh, typically during the time in which our children are in pampers um, be one of those uh, times where we have to endure like we love our kids dearly but um, that's a part of them uh, that we wish that we didn't have to deal with because the expense of buying pampers and there's just a hassle of having to constantly change them and things of that nature um, but we know that's a period and we have to wait until they grow out of it uh, and then there'll come a point where that won't be an issue for us because they'll end up growing out of it and so there are some things that you might still be growing out of in your relationship there are some things that they might be growing out of in their relationship so uh, again that's why I said yet because that person may not yet be there not saying that they won't get there uh, or you might not yet be there not saying that you won't get there uh, but again it's a process and so we got to make sure that we allow room for growth uh, in our process now I want to I want to go to first Samuel the 25th chapter and I want to look at David uh, and uh, Abigail in the ball and I'm a we gonna read a few of the verses and I'm gonna kind of bring up the speed to where we are and some of the things that transpired there uh, and we can see how uh, sometimes even as Christians um, uh, you know the person may not just be all the way there yet sometimes we have lapses and we fall back and we sometimes begin to still do things our own way um, and so in first Samuel the 25th chapter uh, I'm gonna read the uh, we're gonna start at the 32nd verse and then we're gonna kind of jump back a little bit uh, so we can get the full story and understand what took place uh, but in first Samuel the 25th chapter the 32nd verse the Bible says David said to Abigail praise be to the Lord the God of Israel who has sent you today to meet me may you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hand so uh, David is speaking to Abigail and in a minute we're going to learn who Abigail is she's the wife of Nepal uh, and he says praise be to the to to the Lord the God of Israel who has sent you here today so what, ne, what, what David was saying was that he, he said I acknowledge that you only here because God sent you here and it's not by 
coincidence or by accident that you're here right now because God needed you to come uh, and do the things in which you were doing now, say the things that you said so that I would not do something I ain't got no business doing. He said that may, in verse 33, it says, may you be blessed for your good judgment uh, and, and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. So he said, you have stopped me from, in other words, making a mistake. You have stopped me from shedding blood that should not have been shed. You have stopped me from avenging my own self, meaning going out and trying to handle my own business. He said, but but being able to depend on God and not try to take things into my own hands. She said, he said, because of your good judgment, you have helped me to be able to do that. So now this is David again. Now we know that David was a man after God's own heart. But here, even David had kind of stepped back into the flesh and David decided that he was going to do some things on his own. In verse 34, it says, otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, he even throw God in there. He said, God knew, he said, who kept me from harming you? If you had not come quickly to me, not one male belonging to Nabal uh, would have been left alive by daybreak. So David said, I would have killed everybody if it wasn't for God sending you down here uh, to stop me from doing what I was about to do. So was David. Now, David was naturally was a Christian. He was saved. He believed in God. Uh, but David had had kind of lasted a little bit. David was about to take some things in his own hands and kind of do some things uh, his own way. Uh, so, again, even relationships, sometimes all the time we ain't super spiritual. Sometimes we slip a little bit. But then that is when uh, God will. Uh, that is when you're made because oftentimes it's, it's the areas in which we're weak uh, when our mate is the most strongest and we can help each other. So uh, though David uh, had kind of went off the deep end just a little bit, uh, God pulled him back and, and sent Abigail to say some things uh, unto him. In verse uh, 38, it says about 10 days later, the Lord struck Nepal and he died. Uh, this is after David uh, had not uh, went down with his men to kill him. And in verse 39, it says, when David heard that Nepal was dead, he said, praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nepal for treating me with contempt. So in other words, he said, I praise be to the Lord for fighting my battles. So so, so in other words, he said, 10 days later, God was going to take care of him anyway. I didn't have to go down there and try to fight my own battles. I didn't have to go down there and try to kill all the folks. God took care of the person which he needed to take care of anyway. And you think about this. See, when David would have went, David would have killed Nepal and everybody else. He would have had to. He would have had to kill all the men because they wouldn't have just sat there. But when he let God do it, God only destroyed the person that needed to been destroyed. So in other words, uh, when we allow God to do what it is that God wants to do uh, and be led by him, then we can see God do things in his way and we won't have the catastrophe of when we try to do it on our own. He says he had kept his servant. He says he has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nepal's wrongdoing down on his own head. So he has kept me from doing wrong. So uh, even when I want to do wrong, the spirit in, in the spirit inside of me will keep me from doing wrong. So so David even acknowledged that sometimes I still want to do wrong. Sometimes I have an inclination to jump back into my flesh and just handle my business like I used to before I got saved. But he said it's the spirit of God that's in inside of me that'll keep me from doing that. It's the same spirit of God that's in the inside of you and that'll be in the inside of your mate that'll keep you from doing for you to act in the way you used to act in your old relationship and keep them from doing the things they used to do in their old relationship. That is why it's so important that we both have uh, in a mutual relationship have a ear to hear uh, and eyes to see trying to show to us and what the spirit is saying uh, unto each and every one of us.
So sometimes it's sometimes it may be you in a relationship. Sometimes it may be you uh, that's having the issues, and it may be your mate that has to help you uh, to get back focused, so you don't want to do something crazy. Sometimes it's them, and you might have to help them. So again, we had that's where our perseverance and our patience come in, um, so that we would not uh, we would not do something that we have uh, no business doing. Now uh, Nepal was uh, Nepal was uh, a rich man, and he had had some sheep, and they were uh, out uh, doing. They had got separated basically from uh, from his territory from his property of land uh, and during that time David per basically protected all the shepherds and the sheep and things down that year because the shepherds wasn't fighters and things of that nature and they and all of their their sheep and their property was vulnerable when they were out uh, away from their uh, village and so uh, David David essentially he protected uh, all of uh, Nepal's uh, property during that time and so uh, after he had, after everything had got returned David went sent his messengers up and said hey look why don't you uh, go and tell Nepal tell him what I've done and just ask him you know just send us a little something you know he rich and all that just kind of help us out for what for us helping him out uh, in advance um, and so uh, in when 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 verse 10 uh, in chapter 5 it says Nepal answered David's service he says who is this David who who is this son of Jesse he said my servants are breaking away from their masters these days he said many servants are breaking away from masters these days he said why should I take my bread and water and meat and slaughter and have slaughtered for my shears and give them to a man coming from who knows where so this is what made David mad because David like now I didn't sat there and took care of your stuff now I could have allowed somebody to destroy it or I could have destroyed it myself but I did not do that allowed I took care of it in verse 12 men turned around and went back and they arrived and reported every word and David said to his men put on your swords and so they put on their swords and David put on his and about 400 men went up with David while 200 stayed with the supplies and so then this is what this is what 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 what, what fury David this is what uh, caused him to anger uh, and we so we know that we should uh, even in our anger we should not allow that anger to cause us to sin uh, and if it wasn't for Abigail then we know that David would have end up sinning because of the anger that he had David said go go boot up because we finna go handle our business don't nobody uh, treat us like that uh, and so that's what made uh, him mad in verse 18 it says that Abigail lost no time once she had heard what had happened um, because the Bible says uh, that Abigail was intelligent and beautiful but it says her husband Nepal was a few the word Nepal is Hebrew for fool uh, and so he was a fool uh, and so she had went uh, out before him and she had went to meet David and she went and brought a a host of different uh, meals and things of that nature um, so that David would again would listen to her uh, and she told him basically and essentially in verse 25 it says may, may my lord pay no attention to this wicked man Nepal he is just like his name his name is fool and folly goes with him but as for me your servant I did not see the man the men my master sent um, so uh, so he she said look I did I, when you sent your men down there I did not see them I did not know uh, that they had come because uh, I did not because I wasn't there during that time and so that was strictly uh, on, on Nepal so but uh, she acknowledged one uh, that he was a fool well the thing about that she was married to this fool so now you, what you see is what you get so if you if you dating a fool, if you marry him, you're gonna be married to a fool. 
if you if you're dating somebody that cheat, then if you marry him, he probably gonna cheat when y'all get married. So it's like what you see is what you get. So don't think that that person is so she acknowledging, and that's what a lot of times we don't do. She acknowledged that her husband was a fool. So if you dating somebody that's a fool, don't sit there and act like they ain't. Don't sit there and act like you don't see the little crazy stupid stuff that they do that they gonna end up doing in your relationship. So at least she had an eye to see that this dude is crazy. But I imagine at that time she was already married to him, so she said, "I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm just gonna try to, you know, just just do what I can because we already in a relationship." But uh, she acknowledged those things, and sometimes we have to make sure that we acknowledge uh, those things and that uh, we don't turn a blind eye to the things that are right there in front of us. When we see when somebody is giving us signals and teaching us different things and showing us different things about who they really are, that we don't turn the blind eye to that and act like things are not what they really are. Uh, and so uh, David uh, did not. Um, did, so David did not. Uh, his anger had uh, kindled, and he did not destroy them. He and him and his men did not go down and do what he had originally planned to do, uh, because uh, again Abigail had intervened. And then after Nepal had died, uh, we learned that uh, David went down and took Abigail. Uh, as his wife. Um, so naturally there was something uh, there, what he saw in Abigail he saw the respect in which she paid uh, unto him so um, she as a woman respected uh, respected him and so naturally um, that was something that uh, David saw as a plus in Abigail uh, and then she was willing to intervene and do the right thing the Bible says she has good she had good judgment uh, and that she was uh, intelligent so uh, these are the characteristics the aspect that made David after Nepal had died go all the way back uh, just to act for his wife uh, uh, hand in marriage uh, because he could at that point um, and so uh, she she did the right things to put herself in a position to be married by David uh, after those things had transpired uh, and uh, she again and me I believe that David understood that he needed a woman that had sound judgment so when and that understood that all the time he ain't perfect um, because again she got to see how David was was conducting himself at that point but she understood that he just mad right now uh, and so uh, I need to to she understood how she she as a woman would need to give him some space or to help him get over his anger in a godly way uh, in which she was able to do so sometimes just because we anger or we mad that don't mean that we're not godly or that we're not perfect or things of that nature but sometimes we just uh, all of us are still human uh, and some, sometimes that human aspect uh, likes to pop his head up and show up and so we have to make sure that we're able to recognize it uh, and have a have good judgment uh, in what to do about it. Uh, two mad folks uh, is not going is not going to have a happy result. So now uh, so now when David was mad, Abigail stayed cool. Everybody could have got mad, and I believe that's why Abigail went out to meet him because she understood that if this madman find get with with my madman, then there's going to be two mad folks who're going to be killing each other. So she said somebody has to have some somebody has to have some sense in this situation, and so. So and you're, you're going to come up in situations in your relationship, in your marriages and things of that nature where somebody has to have some sense because sometimes somebody can get so mad to where they ain't hearing nothing, they ain't thinking right. Sometimes they're not even hearing God because at that point David said, I'm about to kill some folks. And so it was this intervision, uh, intervention of Abigail. So somebody has to have some sense. Somebody has to be the one to say, you know what, we don't even need to go down that path. So whatever we got to do to work this thing out or if I have to be the one to be wrong or what have you or for I had to be the one to close my mouth. I mean, sometimes you can't you can't argue with your own self. So who's gonna be the big one to say that I'm? We not finna do that right now. We not finna get into that type of argument or to that type of um or that type of discussion. So who's gonna be the bigger one? 
uh, to say that we're not going to do that. And so a lot of times it's, it's a lot of give and take because sometimes it's you, sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's you with the come home with the attitude from work because somebody that made you mad. Sometimes it's you when the kids and got on your nerves. Sometimes it's you and then sometimes it's them. And so um, that's where the give and take comes in. Uh, and I know that is something that me and, that me and my wife both had to learn uh, is, is how to deal with each other uh, when, when those moments, when those times came uh, and not uh, add fuel to the fire. Uh, because again, if, if, if she had to said anything besides the things that she said, it probably would have made David even more mad, but she did not. Uh, and because of that, David uh, did the right thing uh, by God. Now, the, I want to share with you all that a lot of us have heard it or seen it somewhere, the, uh, the, the serenity prayer. And serenity is just the absence of uh, mental stress or anxiety, the absence of mental stress or anxiety. Um, and so um, the, the prayer says, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, and, and it's a prayer that should be prayed with, with the absence of stress or anxiety. So being able to pray it with a clear mind uh, and really mean what it is when you when you pray it. So so, so it, and I, I think that is so significant is that so we're not saying it just to be saying it or, or saying it um, just because it sounds good uh, unto God, but really meaning it. And so by being stress free or anxiety free, it gives us a chance to think about what it is that we're uh, are saying unto God. It says, Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. I, I told you all there are some things about your mate that ain't going to change that you just got to get used to. Uh, now, now I, I ain't talking about the things that's not of God and things of that nature because God will deal with those things when because that person has a personal relationship I mean there are certain certain little pet peeves or certain just ways that they are that's not going to change um, so there are there are things that we have to get used to uh, in, a, in a relationship uh, because we cannot because we cannot change them he um, says the courage to change the things which I can the courage that means that sometimes we we see some things that need to be fixed and we don't have to we be too fearful to fix it uh, even even when we're or, or, or like we in a relationship where we know we ain't going nowhere but we ain't got the courage to get out of it uh, and a lot of people find themselves in that in that place because we've been friends or we got so much invested in all those all type of stuff uh, and we're scared to end it or that person may be the breadwinner bringing in most of the money uh, and we're scared to have to let the car go back or we're scared to have to move back in with mama or we're scared for a lot of different reasons which causes us not to do the right thing even when we know it's the right thing and so he said, look, he said, give me the courage to change the things that I can change. And he says the wisdom and wisdom we know is the application of knowledge gives me the wisdom to know the difference. So in other words, when he said wisdom, he didn't say give me the knowledge to know the difference. He said, give me the wisdom, which is the application of knowledge. So in other words, he said, Lord, show me and then help me to be able to actually do it. He said, so so when you show me uh, the things, show me the things in which I need to change, give me give me what I need to actually be able to go and to do the things in which uh, I need to do to be actually, actually be able to go uh, and be able to uh, change it. Um, so uh, that's a prayer that, that that probably all of us need to keep close to our heart that we would really, and when we pray it, that we really would be sincere about it and really mean the things in which we say so that in relationships that we can take um, that type of attitude in relationships uh, and be able to recognize the things in which we can and cannot change, the things in which we should, should change and have the courage to change them uh, and then uh, be able to apply the knowledge uh, of the revelation in which God has uh, given unto us. So again, 
Um, we might not that person again that person may be with may not or or what may be with at some point uh, may not be perfect in the beginning uh, and it's a growing process it's a learning process uh, until we continue to get to know each other uh, and then uh, over time we'll be able to see that person uh, who they really are and I think that's the biggest problem that we have because we can't see what God sees and God sees the end result uh, so he sees you as a king and a queen but oftentimes uh, when, when, when somebody else looks at us they can't which uh, God sees in us. Uh, but you think about it, uh, there will be some people uh, that will be surprised to see where you are now. They never thought you'd be where you are now. Uh, but if they saw you now, and then you're not even you're not even where God is taking you to. Uh, and so they hadn't even seen the end of you. Uh, and so it's that growing process, that learning process, and that you all constantly get to know each other because uh, you have to constantly stay in communication, that you constantly get to know each other because uh, you're going to keep growing and you're going to keep changing. Because all of us know some things about us now that we would like to change. And so you got to think as God changes those things um, that we would be uh, different. So then five years from now, I'm supposed to be different than I am today. Um, so, again, it's a constant learning process and we constantly learn each other uh, as we go through uh, our relationships. Uh, and from that, uh, we will be able to better understand each other and be live uh, truly in harmony uh, in a marriage uh, on down the road. So, uh, again, uh, that person might not be right yet, but let God continue to work on them and let God continue to work on you. And if God keep working on everybody, then everybody just going to change uh, and everybody just going to be different. Amen. 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 That, that's, that's all I had. Mr. Right uh, ain't right. And, you know, I, I, I really do believe that. I really do believe that when we do things God's way, I mean, I, I just believe that there is no it's not possible not to have success doing it God's way. I just I just I just don't believe. It. I mean, if you, again, I, I share with y'all if we take every issue that arises in relationships and we put it, you know, up to the word of God, we often see that is because somebody did something that was uh, contrary to the word of God, which caused the breakup, which caused the anger, which caused the frustration. Oftentimes, it's somebody did something that did not line up with the word of God. Every single time, whether it's cheating, whether it's lying, whether it's angry whether it's fighting whatever is you know um, whatever it is is always something that did not line up with the word of God when things started to go downhill uh, every single time so again if we do it God's way uh, we'll get God's type of results uh, and so you got to want to do it God's way uh, and then you got to have a mate that's agree and agrees with you to do it God's way uh, and that you all are not fighting against each other y'all gonna have enough fighting against the world your family and everybody else y'all don't need to be fighting against each other so at least y'all be on one accord so y'all can fight against everybody else together uh, because you're going to have enough struggles outside of your relationship than to have a lot of struggles inside uh, of your relationship so uh, Mr. Right ain't right uh, sometimes Miss Right ain't she ain't right either um, and so uh, we just got to be mindful about that and let God do his thing amen amen amen, amen. Uh, amen. I uh, let's pray most gracious Heavenly Father I just thank you and bless you dear Lord for uh, your word on tonight, dear Lord, and the things in which you have spoken into our, our hearts and our minds. Uh, and Lord, guys, do we would truly be sincere about the things we pray unto you, truly be sincere about uh, doing things your way, dear Lord, and doing them the way in which you have told us, dear Lord. And, uh, and you would give us that, that good success, dear Lord, that you seek to so give us uh, so often, dear Lord. Help us to really just put our trust in you, dear Lord, and to have patience. 
to, to wait on you, dear Lord, and to have patience with one another. Uh, as we know, we are still in a process, still in the, on the potter's wheel, uh, and that you are continuing to change us each and every day, dear Lord. Help us, dear Lord, to um, be able to, to hear your voice, dear Lord, when you're speaking unto us, and to see those things in which you are showing uh, unto each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you, uh, and we bless you right now. We give you all honor and praise uh, in this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. And amen. I, I'm excited to, to see how y'all do after this. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited. I think that's where I'm going to get the, the greatest joy by just uh, when you all are, are, are truly changing, you're going to relationships with a different attitude. And, and because of that, you see different results uh, than, may, than you may have had before. Uh, and things do turn out the way in which, you know, the Bible says that they would turn out. That's 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 what I'm most excited about to, to see. Uh, that process. So when I think about, uh, I, when I think about where where a lot of you are are now, you know, seeking a mate, seeking um, to be married at some point in the future, uh, being able to, to see God work that thing out and, and bring that thing to pass, and how how just good things are going to be. I just I tell you, you know, we I, I, getting married is one of the best decisions I ever made, and I just enjoy. I really do enjoy being married, uh, even though all the time it ain't easy being married. Uh, I, I do enjoy it, and I, I enjoy it so much because when I started to do it God's way, uh, it was meant for me to enjoy my wife. But he said, you got to do it my way. And so the way in which he told me to love her, and now he's continually teaching me how to love her. He's teaching her how to how to really be submissive, not just talk submissiveness, but be submissive. I'm talking about submissiveness in action. Uh, and I thank God because I can see it uh, in my wife. I can see God changing her because I remember sometimes when I used to say I would have said a certain thing and she this would have been her response. But her response is changing over time. And I just see the work that God is doing in her life. Uh, and I believe that she's she's able to see the work that God is doing uh, in my life as it relates to patience and things of that nature. So again, it's a work in progress. We got, we'll be, we'll be married for eight years next month and uh, God has been working on us. He, he, yeah, <laughs> he has been uh, working on us this entire eight years uh, and he still got some work to do. So even though things are good, even though things are gravy, like he still got work to do because there are still some areas in which I need to grow in as it relates to being a husband uh, and still some areas that she has to grow in as it relates to being a wife. So just know even once you're in that relationship, it's constant, constant work, perseverance, persistence uh, and making it better and better and better and better. Amen.